0: Welcome to the Vascular Forum Podcasts. My name is Melina Villanthini.
1: And my name is Agla Kvalonita.
0: This month's editor's choice is Relationship Between Global Limb Anatomic Staging System, (GLASS) and Clinical Outcomes Following Revascularization for Chronic Limb-Threatening Ischemia in the BASIL-1 Trial by Dr. Kodama and colleagues.
1: The recent global vascular guidelines on chronic limb-threatening ischemia introduced Glass system to define and score the angiographic complexity and severity of infrainguinal disease, combining femoral popliteal and infrapopliteal grades into Glass stages 1 to 3, according to increasing complexity of disease along the target arterial path. This path is defined as the physician-preferred route for endovascular therapy that is most likely to establish continuous inline flow to the foot. It will normally include the least diseased infrapopliteal artery unless an angiosome-specific revascularization is planned. Glass grades and stages were derived by expert consensus and are supposed to correlate with immediate technical failure in one-year patency. But this predictive value of real outcomes has yet to be proved. And this is the context in which this study has been performed. What was the precise aim of this study?
0: The aim of this study, as stated by the authors, was to use the UK BASIL-1 trial patient cohort to examine the relationship between glass stage of disease and immediate long-term clinical outcomes following bypass surgery or endovascular therapy for chronic limb-threatening ischemia.
1: Let's remind our listeners that the BASIL-1 trial randomized 452 patients with chronic limb-threatening ischemia because of infrainguinal disease in the UK from 1999 to 2004 to receive either bypass surgery first or endovascular therapy first. Follow-up ended in 2007. How did the authors of this study retrospectively grade the disease of these
0: BASIL-1 patients with GLASS? The pre intervention digital subtraction angiograms of 377 patients, that is 83% of the recruited patients, were available and were glass graded and staged by three of the study authors, blind to the revascularization method and clinical outcomes. As it was not possible to reliably quantify calcification in the angiograms, and not all of them included adequate biplanar foot views, the glass calcification and pedal modifiers were not used in this study.
1: So, they classified the available patients in glass stages 1 to 3. And what were their endpoints?
0: The authors examined the relationship between the glass stages and rates of immediate technical failure, amputation free survival, limb salvage, overall survival, and freedom from major adverse events, defined as freedom from major limb amputation or any major vascular re intervention. They explored these endpoints for the whole cohort undergoing endovascular or bypass treatment and for the subgroup of patients who only underwent popliteal revascularization. Unfortunately, there were too few patients who had only undergone infrapopleteal revascularization to obtain valid data, and this subgroup analysis was not done.
1: Okay, so we have 377 patients in the study. What were their baseline characteristics in Glass classification?
0: Their mean age was 73 years, 59% were men, and they had the usual high prevalence of cardiovascular risk factors. were diabetic, 63% hypertensive, 79% current or former smokers. 76% presented with tissue loss and the mean ankle brachial index was 0.49. 164 underwent bypass surgery and 213 endovascular therapy. As it was a randomized clinical trial, the baseline characteristics were similar between those receiving surgical and those receiving endovascular treatment, except there was a higher proportion of men in the surgical group. There was no significant difference in glass popliteal or grade or stage or in the target arterial path between both groups. Right,
1: let's start with the endpoints. First, immediate technical failure. Was glass predictive of this outcome?
0: It was for endovascular treatment. Technical failure occurred in 14% of glass stage 1 15% glass stage 2 and 28% glass stage 3 patients. On multivariate analysis, glass stage was significantly associated with the immediate technical failure rate with an odds ratio of 1.73. Diabetes was an even stronger risk factor, with an odds ratio of 2.74. However, there was no significant relationship between glass stage and this technical failure rate for bypass surgery.
1: Next we have amputation-free survival.
0: In patients undergoing endovascular treatment, progressive glass stage was associated with significantly worse amputation free survival rates, with an odds ratio of 1.37, as were male gender, with an odds ratio of 1.96, history of cerebrovascular disease, odds ratio of 2.23, and presentation with tissue loss, odds ratio of 3.22. In patients undergoing bypass surgery, glass stage had no impact on amputation free survival. Only diabetes did, with an odds ratio of 1.67. And what about limb salvage? Similarly, progressive glass stages were associated with worse limb salvage rates, with an odds ratio of 1.96, as well as diabetes, odds ratio of 2.88, and presentation with tissue loss, odds ratio 5.10. And again, glass or any other variables had no impact on limb salvage after surgical bypass. And overall survival? There was no relationship between glass stage and overall survival for either endovascular or bypass surgery. Risk factors for mortality in patients treated endovascularly were a history of coronary artery disease with an odds ratio of 2.78 and presentation with tissue loss odds ratio of 2.50. For patients treated surgically, the only independent risk factor was a history of cerebrovascular disease with an odds ratio of 1.90. And
1: finally, freedom from major adverse
0: limb events. In multivariate analysis, diabetes and glass stage were independently related to major adverse limb events in patients treated with endovascular therapy, with odds ratio of 2.11 and 1.49 respectively, but not for patients who received bypass surgery. Long-term outcomes in patients undergoing endovascular therapy tended to become progressively worse with increasing glass stage, particularly freedom from major adverse limb events, compared to patients receiving bypass surgery.
1: You mentioned that similar analysis has been made in the subgroup of patients with revascularization limited to the femoral popliteal sector. What were the results in this subgroup?
0: There were 268 patients in this subgroup. 159 received endovascular therapy and 109 bypass surgery. Again, the baseline characteristics were similar except for more men in the surgical arm. Glass classification was similar in both treatment arms. As observed for the complete cohort, there was a trend for clinical outcomes to be adversely affected by increasing glass stage for endovascular treatment, especially freedom from major adverse limb events, but not so for bypass surgery, and especially not so for vein graft bypasses.
1: So, in the Basel 1 trial, the glass scoring system does show a relationship with clinical outcomes following endovascular treatment, but not bypass surgery. How can we interpret this?
0: The GLAS system intends to be a refinement and a consensus update from TASC which was used 20 years ago, when endovascular therapy was being developed. Endovascular surgery is a lot more mature now, although it's still in development, and is used widely, so a more focused and precise scoring system is welcome, and the Glass system has been designed precisely from an endovascular point of view. This study does show a reasonably good association to guide clinical decision making, however only for endovascular therapy. It is very intriguing how endovascular and open treatment seem to follow different rules, or are sensitive, to different tools. For example, the angiosome concept never really applied to bypass surgery, where collateralization seems to play a much greater role than after endovascular treatment. And the same seems to happen here, where glass has no predictive role for open revascularization. Two different concepts for the same biology, and two different ways of planning treatment, which must be harmonized within each team. The glass system can help in this setting to identify the patients whose anatomy is least favorable for endovascular treatment and should be considered for a bypass first strategy, and vice versa.
1: To finish off, what are the main limitations in this study?
0: The study was conducted in the early 2000s, so endovascular therapy was performed mainly with plain old balloon angioplasty, which is seldom used nowadays in the femoropopliteal sector. So outcomes could differ with more recent cohorts, in which drug-coated balloons are used more liberally. Also, infrapopliteal disease only could not be analysed, and this is an important sector to analyse, as there is concerning lack of robust evidence in this sector to guide treatment choice. Other limitations include the use of digital subtraction angiography instead of CT and geography, which offers more data, especially calcification, an important factor as mentioned previously and the limited number of patients in each grade and stage, when distributing the 377 patients in the study. I will add, however, the strengths of the study. The data is obtained from a randomised controlled trial, thus good quality evidence, with less than 1% lost to follow-up. And this is a disease and sector very prone to bias and confounding, so this is as strong a study as we can find nowadays. BASIL-2 and 3 and BEST-CLI will complement the data from this first trial and bring answers to the infrapoplytel sector and drug-coated technology, but initial results seem to show great similarity to the ones obtained in BASIL-1.
1: So the take-home message that we can extract from this study is that, although further validation in contemporary chronic limb-threatening ischemia cohorts is required, GLAS seems likely useful in shared decision-making regarding revascularization options and stratifying patients in future studies.
0: Yes, and do not forget that data regarding patients with claudication and chronic limb-threatening ischemia cannot be simply mixed and are not transferable one way or the other, so careful about that.
1: We encourage you to read the full-text paper in the European Journal of Vascular and Endovascular Surgery, Year 2020, Volume 60, Issue 5, pages 687 to 695. It is open access, so available for everyone.
0: Thank you, Agla, and thank you for listening.
1: We will be back soon with more commentaries on Editor's Choice Papers.
0: Have a nice day, everyone. Talk to you soon.